now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. See, a United States Astro Robot becomes a creature of death. And these. We have come here to this planet for one purpose only, to acquire breeding stuff to repopulate our planet. Welcome to Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie Podcast. From class to cults and the cheese in between, the movies are B. But the entertainment is grade A. And I am your host, Mr. Jason Giaconetti. And I am joined once again by my dad, Mr. Al Giaconetti. Hey, Jay. It looks like uh, we're going to go back to the uh, darkroom for episode five today, I believe. Right? Yeah. Uh, and we'll get to it right after this. <clears throat> These are kind of scary at night, aren't they? Just follow behind me. Tonight, three chilling stories from the dark room. <laughs> Get me out of this place! We communicate with flowers telepathically. Mrs. Michelson! She's the witch. Episode 5 of The Dark Room aired December 25th, 1981. You were wondering why this was the Christmas episode, because this was the Christmas episode featuring zero Christmas, Christmas. pieces. Right. Well, this speaks volumes to the idea that The Dark Room was kind of just dumped, and they kind of, like, there was no thought about, like, let's put a Christmas episode on this, let's whatever. And nowadays, it's like, literally every show has a Christmas sure. episode yeah, or a remember, holiday episode. If you remember on The Twilight Zone, it was... Uh, 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 Carney had the, his Christmas episode, which was, uh, which was a great, uh, great one. Well, but I'm saying, but they, okay, but the thing with the Twilight Zone is, Twilight Zone, they were planning things out. Yeah, I feel like, like they just filmed Darkroom and said, "Where are we sticking this thing? Fridays at ten o'clock at night? Yeah. That sounds good. What, there's Christmas on a Friday? That sounds good. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, but you're right. They, most of the shows, even even the, the ones like. Uh, on TV now, every one of them. Even SVU will have a Christmas episode. Yeah, where, where it's not really. Uh, well, it's not Christmas. It's, it's, it occurs at Christmas time. Yeah, yes, but yeah. They, they may have. Uh, well, whatever. Well, no, but they they dress up the the, the office so to look more right, like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's also to, to delineate the fact that they shoot all these shows back to back to back, back to back, and they got to make it look different, and they just put the dates in the bottom. All right. So um, this time out, folks, we have this one actually features three segments. So uh, on the dark room. Just like in um, Night Gallery, when you had different, like when you have two segments, 
there sometimes is a shorter one and a longer one. Sometimes they're kind of the same length. That's very rare. And then sometimes you have three and then you have real short ones and like a longish one and like a medium one. You know, it depends on how they cut them up. You can tell sometimes they just didn't have enough story to flesh this out into a medium one. So let's make it a short one. And this one features, uh, you know, a real short one in the middle. The middle one's really short, short. Right, kind of thing. So you figure like this was just someone, hey, hey you know, be really funny. Let's just do this one. And it's like, and it's like on Night Gallery, where um, the one where the guy, oh, I, he plays King, he plays King Tut on the old Batman. Yeah, can't, I can see his name. I can't yep. think of his name. Where he comes in and he's trying to see all the the different secretaries. And, and the woman's like, well, what's wrong with them? And, and then in walks the rather heavy set woman. He goes, that one, why? She can't type. Doesn't matter. She can't do anything. Doesn't matter. And he's going to, he's a cannibal. He's going to eat her. <laughs> Sorry. Spoiler alert. The thing's 50 years old. Get over it. 60 years old. Almost, right? Because, well, no, Dark Room, no, I mean, the, the, that was 70s. Yeah. yeah so 50 years old. Yeah. Right. But it's just so funny because it's like, you know, uh, little short ones like that, which stick with you. Anyway. So our three episodes are uh, our, our episode features three segments: the partnership, daisies, and catnip. Um, John McPherson uh, is the writer on the on the partnership, uh, or excuse me, the director on the partnership. Uh, Paul Lynch uh, directed daisies, and Jeff Bloom directed catnip. Uh, your stories here: um, the partnership is based on a story by uh, William F. Nolan. Yes, that William F. Nolan, the guy who wrote books and stuff, with a teleplay by Christopher Crowe. Um, and then your second one up, and then, um, your, I think, uh, and then there's, uh, the second one is a story by Frederick Brown. And then, um, then there's a teleplay for catnip is Peter S. Fish, Fisher with Robert Block. Um, so, uh, and as you said, these, these aired on December 25th. Now the first one, the partnership, um, features, uh, David Carradine as a biker, right? And this is David Carradine in the early eighties. Um, this is post Kung Fu and post whatever, you know, kind of David Carradine was a, a TV actor um, where he's lured, lured by an old man who's uh, Pat uh, Buttram. Buttram. Uh, now, Pat Buttram, um, some of you might remember from Green Acres right. uh, kind of thing. Um, and he was Gene, Gene Autry's sidekick, uh, you know, uh, back in the day. In the day, right? Yeah, way back in the day. Um, he passed away in 94. I mean, he was born in 1915. So he's, even at this point, he's still pretty old. Yeah. Um, and what happens here is, uh, it, it's so, and it's so funny to think about this as the idea of like, this is what's happening in 1981 is that as the interstates grow up and like, think about like now the way people travel and how like things are all virtual and whatever little towns started dying off because they had nothing to offer people. So there's no reason to get off the highway in this little town. So these little towns start drying up and dying which was so crazy to think that like that's what happened. But when before there was major highways and stuff, those little towns were very key because you had to come across them as you were going anywhere. It's it's, it's kind of the um <clears throat> isn't that kind of what it's they, like Route 66. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like Route 66 kind of go you know, it's I'm I'm thinking of cars, you know, kind of thing like oh, the, you know, okay. kind of right, because in cars that's the whole idea. Yeah. Like the little town where, you know, uh Doc goes to hide out right. is you know, it's off a of but it's like this little forgotten town and they're desperate for anybody. And then Lightning McQueen screws up, you know, this is the road and whatever else happens there because it's Pixar and we just print money. That's what they do. They're like, hey, want to see cars talk? No? Well, you're going to want to see it three more times too and we're going to just print money. Um, so, 
you have this little town and and uh, um, the old man he he's he's trying to find he's finding marks so he's looking for guys who have you know nice boots or and it's always somebody who's passing through town it's never someone who has a car because he's like he always has the thing like well you know if you can get help you know, I'll give you a ride I'll give you like he's trying to be helpful he's real annoying though yeah and but like the thing is. You at one point wonder is David Carradine going to punch this guy well, in the that's face? The, the, that's, <laughs> see, David Carradine, he 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 looks like a biker, but he he had just hitched the ride on a on a on a on a, tr- on a truck. Yeah, and the truck stopped in the town. Well, no, he is a biker. He said that he goes. Yeah, what but, kind of bike do you got? Yeah. Like it's all like. But he doesn't. Him, but he doesn't have. He didn't have his bike with him. Now he's trying to get back to, to Detroit. I think it's Detroit or whatever. He's yeah. trying to get to to get back to where it is. But that's the whole point. But then, and when, so, but he walks into the to the to the diner, diner yeah. where Pat Butram is, and Pat Butram uh, sees him as you know as, as a stranger in town. Right, a stranger, stranger. But now, the first couple of minutes, um, David Carradine, I, I he he's kind, not only is he annoyed with uh, with with Butram at the beginning, but he's also annoyed he hasn't been served yet. Yeah, and so you wonder is this going to be his his character for the movie. And then within the next minute or two, he's having a pleasant conversation with Pat Butcher. Because he's asking about, that's a fancy he watch you got on there. Because he's he's like, I had a bike. Like it's, it's just, this, so what happens is, is like, it's like, he's finally like, oh, just some old timer who's lonely. Yeah. Who's but, trying to like, okay. Like, so he, he gives in, which is a complete character turn from where he's, Pretty angry that he's not getting served his burger and beer, right? Right, kind of thing. And that's what I'm saying. When he, when when Butchum says that's a fancy watch you got there, I was assuming that he's going to. What the hell do you care? Right. Yeah, you but know? he tells them all about the watch. Yeah, and, and so it's all of a sudden. Yeah, become, right. You're right. Become, it's uh, long lost partners, yeah. and friends. So, um, so the whole thing is, uh, uh, they, the old man takes him back to the dilapidated fun house um, because he because that's where he says he's like, you want to have some fun. fun? And it's like because he has to wait for the next, the, like a, a, a truck. To come yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he, 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 he would take him to the what? Not the it was a, it wasn't the train, the bus station or the something. Bus, like that. Yeah. He's waiting for that anyway. He goes, well, we got time, right? And you're just like, if anyone ever asked you, do you want to have fun? The answer is no. No, you don't want to go have fun with this guy because I'm I don't know. But anyway, that's another story. Well, so no, they wait, go wait, through. Harrity, when he mentioned that they have a fun house, Harrity says, yeah, I remember that. The, yeah, when I was a kid. When I was yeah. a kid. He said, well, we got one that's really good here. Now, there's a there's a piece of that in between this. Uh, a, a, tra- a tractor trailer comes through in town. Yeah. And Pat Butcham sees the guy, and he sees the the uh, uh, the guy get back on. And he, he's, try- he's trying to get conversation going to keep the guy in town. Right, but so you wonder why is he doing? Yeah, this? yeah, that's that's the beginning. Yeah. early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, so they go to the, the fun house, and he and obviously he Carradine's in there, and the old man's got it all rigged up, and you're like, okay, like what is going on here? And you're thinking like this is a really elaborate way to kill somebody in a fun house, and then you're thinking like, well, you know, didn't Toby who I think it was Toby Hooper did a fun house where he actually has the the deformed whatever guy come out mm-hmm. and kill him? Well, there's no deformed guy hiding to kill him here. Um, he has him come in and has the floor drop out of him, and he slides into, I, it must be a lake, or, it, yeah. it, or like it, it looks like a sewage pit, but right. it's but it's probably a lake, right? And you're like, okay, this isn't why did he put him in there? Like, okay, and you're thinking like, oh, his partner, 
has got to be in there, right, kind of thing. And his partner is a sea monster sea of monster. some kind. And that, and that, they never show it to you, right, just it's, eyes. It's, it's two eyes yeah. glowing in the dark, and I mean dark. Yeah. It, but it, that's uh, that was poor, because at that point, no, no, at that point, you're hoping that the whatever it is, you're going to be able to see it. Yeah, but, but you're definitely we're never going to see it. Dad. Well, no, no, but any, I mean, it could be, okay. it could have been as bad as the, uh, you know, the giant claw, but it doesn't matter. It's the, the two eyes that are there, and it and it, they drag it out at that point for at least a, a couple of minutes. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, what you have here to try to describe this is it's it's as if. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. It's like Navy versus the Night Monster kind of thing, like yeah. that level. Yeah. Like we're talking like Poverty Row. This isn't even this isn't even giant claw money, no. right? This is now Navy versus the Night Monster. This is like you know that level of kind of like you know whatever. And it's but it's fine. I mean, the one thing about this is though, at no point. I mean, you're figuring he's going to kill this guy. How's he going to kill him? Oh, he's going to drop me. Oh, the monster's got him in the lake. Yeah. Like, then, there's nothing here that's like. Right, and then, earth shattering, right, or and then you see, right, one, you know, you see him putting on the boots that the, the he the, of the guy he's killed. He's got the watch now that Carradine yeah. was wearing, and so that's his. That's because well, but he goes, oh, I brought you dessert because he brought a piece of pie, pie for the for the swamp monster or the whatever the fish, whatever the heck it is. I think, like so he ate his dinner, which is the guy, and he's gonna give him a piece of pie, and I'm like, well, that's not a bad hustle. Right, because there's no money to be made here anywhere. So he's basically just instead of just robbing people, at least he's getting posed of the bodies too, yeah. and they're all getting eaten. I up. mean, even though the town is is a small town, there must be some industry because people are sitting in the diner using money to pay for food. Okay, the, the rest, right, right. The, but I'm saying, but like, but even she says it's slow day. Like, slow there's day. there's no money. Like, it's all everyone's hurting, hurting. You know, kind yeah. of thing. It's it, it it reminds me. It's not nearly as as full as the diner in like eatery in Squirm. Um, but it's about that level of service, service. Uh, you know, kind of thing, you know, where you get a milkshake full of worms. Anyway, uh, you know, anyway, so the second one is the super short one. Okay. Now, um, this is, you have a, a botanist, uh, who is, uh, Lloyd, uh, Bonner. Lloyd, Lloyd Bachner. But, yeah. So Lloyd Bachner, um, of course, uh, you know, he, I mean, he passed away in 2005, but he was a Canadian actor. He, he, he was born in 24, but he was in... Um, like Point Blank in '67, The Detective in '68. Oh, yeah, he, you know, uh, he then later he was on Dynasty for a couple right. of years. I mean, he's he's a he's a face. When you see him, you're like, oh, I know that guy, and he's exactly that. He's I know that guy. You know, yeah. kind of thing, right? Yeah, he had a decent career. Yeah. They, oh, sure, sure, he's sure. He's a good actor too. Yeah. So he has developed a machine that reads the mind of the plants, which plants. is daisies in the room, right? That's why this is called daisies, um, which. Is he's there with his assistant, his very attractive okay. young mm. assistant, and who walks in but his wife, who's Rue McClanahan, right? But way before, way before the Golden Girls, Girls, right? But that's what uh, literally people. I mean, people might remember from other things, but most people know Rue McClanahan as being Blanche, Blanche. from the Golden Girls. I mean, exactly. she's yeah. literally that's what people know her for. But she's young here, and not that the, the problem is like people on the Golden on the Golden Girls that they were ancient. They actually weren't that no. old. No. They made them look older, which is so funny because Estelle Getty, who plays the uh, Sophia, who's the oldest, she actually was uh, Ruma kind of only slightly younger than her. So, but it's funny because her daughter, who is B. Arthur, is a few years, quite a few years older than, than Estelle Getty, which is funny because when Estelle Getty was then in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot with Swarson, with, uh, with Stallone, um, she didn't have, she had the same, basically, they gave her the exact same hair, but they didn't make it, it was like red, it wasn't white. Yeah. People are like, 
wow, she looks good. Like she's not that old. Oh, like that's yeah. okay. Put it this way: in Lethal Weapon, guess how old Danny Glover is when he has to. Re- he's retiring when he's getting too old for this. You know, kind of thing. He's forty-one. Forty-one. Right? He. You would think like he's getting really old. He's forty-one, and he's too tired. That's exactly what I was saying when I was forty-one too. Anyway, so um, the daisies can talk, right? But not talk out loud. You have to listen. So Rumble Clanahan comes in and she's, you're like, okay. So she's like, oh, I'm interested in what you're doing. And like, yeah. you know, clearly. And, and, and well, she also, she looks at the assistant. Yeah. And says, oh, and her voice is, hello, whatever her yeah, name yeah, yeah, was. Yeah. And so obviously she's. You know, she already has an idea. Yeah, I have an idea. Yeah. So she's listening to the, the the daisies, pulls a gun out and kills them. Yeah. And you're like, of course she is, because the daisies are like, oh, no, they're fooling around. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah. Bachner puts uh, headphones on her to listen to the daisies. Yeah. And the, you know, so you, but you knew it was that when as she's listening, her eyes are getting bigger yeah, and yeah, bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that she pulls out a gun and shoots both of them, and then bingo, it's over. That it was it was obvious from the from the from the get go that uh, something was going to happen that she was going to do something to them. I thought not that she would kill the husband, but definitely kill the. Uh, oh no! Kill the, both of them makes sense. Yeah, that well, makes perfect sense, right? You know, get the gun out, shoot both of them. Well, the thing is, she was the one that had the money. The, the, when they when they talk about that's the she, whole thing. He's she, she yeah. was she she's had the rich and, and she, he and he's used to he, he not only is he cheating on her, he's doing all the experiments with burning her, through her money. Her burning right. through her money. So it's a very short little snip. I bet people probably remember this one the best out of these three, um, because the next one is it's nothing special. Uh, catnip is nothing great kind of thing. But like this one, people might remember because it's real short. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, you're saying, Jay, she shoots two people. It's funny. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, you know it's coming. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Well, you know what you know what's 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 really good about the all of these episodes is that the 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 uh the end of it, at when it's over, you go back to James Coburn and he's he's doing something really. So he's always he's either so, he's he's developing a picture or he's, right. he's moving but, whatever. But, and he always has something to say. And this one here, he's sitting there and he goes He's got to think, she loves me, she loves me now. Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it goes. Right, but well, that's his whole his whole role. I mean, they filmed yeah. all those at one time and just kind of cut them around. So, um, And so, we, as you mentioned, the third one, which is called Catnip, um, features uh, um, a biker hoodlum who actually is uh, from Porky's. That's uh, Cyril O'Reilly. Um, antagonizes um, the, uh, well, they refer to as her neighborhood witch and her black cat. Um, that that is played by Jocelyn uh, Brando, uh, and so uh, you know the problem with this is, and I, I, I don't, you don't like anyone in this entire thing, like the cat maybe, like I don't know who you're supposed to like. Are you supposed to like the drug dealer? Who he goes to? Are you supposed to like the witch? Right. Are you supposed to like? Well, I mean, the mom you feel bad for because she's pretty stupid. I mean, she has blinders on. Her son. Okay, so he has come home from the army. He clearly has a problem with authority, which is why why he got kicked out of the army. Yeah. Right. Kind of thing. She clearly has no idea. He's a biker for sure. She she's like, well, come have dinner, and he's like blowing her off, and like I don't know who you're supposed to root for yeah, in this one. This was. This was. I tough, think you're supposed to root for the cat. Yeah, this was a tough episode. The uh, uh, again, this is also written by Robert Block. Um, you know uh, that we we mentioned in the uh, a number of times. So he's a he's his name is on a lot of different things. This one here, 
I, I don't know what his purpose was other than to because it's too long. Yeah. To, it's too long to get to the punchline. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the uh, the drug uh, the drug uh, seller Dealer, yeah. is Gazo. Yeah. From uh, the Godfather. Yes. And uh, obviously, the Godfather. This was uh, Godfather was 1972. So this yeah, is So it's ten years later. And the black cat, um, his name's Samson. Right. You know, so, okay, I mean, yeah. that, that's fine. I'm saying, I think the only person you can root for in the entire thing, because, like, even the girlfriend who is, I blanked on her name, she is from, um, okay, it'll, it'll come to me later after we're done recording, uh, but she is, um, what movie is she in? Good God. Um, I can't think of it right now, but she's from like she's from movies, and she was in a couple movies and then yeah. the TV shows. But it, she wasn't in Carrie, but she's in something like those kind of things. Anyway, so even she's kind of like I mean, she might be the nicest person there, but yeah. she's not the one you want to root for right. per se. And, and when the son leaves the uh, the, the mother who yeah. wants him to have dinner, he's supposed to be going on a job interview. Yeah. So, but what does he do? He he he, he robs an old man on the street. To get his money, so he could go back to the drug dealer to, to buy, buy the drugs. drugs, to sell the drugs. On it. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, it's not a very point, upbeat episode, right. you know, especially not on Christmas night. That's uh, you know, kind of thing. Like this is kind of downbeat. Although there are some Christmas episodes, especially like the um, from Tales from the Crypt, the original you know, with the Killer Santa Claus. But this doesn't even have that going for it. Yeah, um, and the, and the when when he gets back to boy, as he's coming out of uh, the drug the drug dealer's house, the uh, the cat. Is there and he's trying to kick the cat away, you know, and so the cat yeah. runs. But the quote witch, yeah, um, you know, hisses at him, yeah. And so, you know, again, like you said, are we rooting now for the witch? I mean, she's not nobody is, is antagonizing her, they're antagonizing. He's he's well, I mean, I understand she, he's going after the cat, yeah, but like it's like I don't know. I mean, I guess you're supposed to root for her because he winds up putting now. I don't know. I've, I've never been in the military, but usually they don't send you home oh, with uh, um, um, I, what do they call that thing? Not, not, not IED, but the, uh, a personal like uh, the Claymore. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Claymore. I, I couldn't think of the name of it. I'm like, they use it in Rambo. Well, I, you know? yeah, I got. I, you know, I just hope no, no. Uh, well, but I'm saying, well, but they, no, I hope no military guy is listening here. But I mean, I have. Uh, every every weapon that I that I every uh, rifle and gun I have one bullet from okay, each of those. Right, as, as but a, but they didn't send you home with a live claymore like no. like with, well, with. And he's got a whole he's, he's got, got a, a whole, whole box full a box stuff. full of stuff. You know, it's like you know, this guy was just you know shopping on his way out the door. Um, so he sets that up on the cat door. The cat won't go out. The 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 old woman pushes the thing and blows up and it kills her. Yeah, and he's like it wasn't supposed to kill her. Like. You know, what did you think? Like, you see the amount of damage it does? What was it going to do? He blew off the front of the house. Oh, he was trying to kill the cat. Right. No, no. Yes. Yeah, but, but he blew off the, the front of the house, well, Dad. In that scene, uh, th that, that might have been something from some other show because the explosion, the entire house goes yeah. you know, 50 feet in the air. Right. But I'm saying is, but like, but if, but if that's the explosion you had, you probably would have hurt, maimed or killed her anyway. Right. Even if she wasn't pushing on the door. Anyway, so and then you know, but again, we go ahead, Jay. No, 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 keep going. We got no, he, and then after he does that, again, he's he, he actually go. He, he's on a motorcycle and he goes back to the scene of the crime. Yeah, I mean, the most that's what most that's that's the whole thing from the cops' view. Well, the criminal will always return to the scene of the crime, so he drives by, no remorse, but yeah, now, well, yeah, 
But he gets well. He, that's gets when the, that's when the, that's when the cat the is cat. in the road and he winds up crashing. Listen. And then the cops call the house saying that he was in an accident and the mother's worried about him. And that's when the, the cat's outside. Like it's just the cat is now supernatural because obviously the cat got blown up with the woman and now it's and that's what's going on. So he hears the cat under the bed in his room and he's trying to like stab it. And he thinks he does under the bed. And he looks under the bed. And what's there? It's the old woman's face. Right. And that's the shocker ending. And people probably remember uh, the Daisy's ep- uh, segment is the most memorable segment. But the, her face there, very easy comic shocker. Right. Right. And then he gets, he gets dragged under and ripped to shreds. Now, they actually had to cut this. The, the, uh, they had to actually, um, it turns out that they, uh, the scent had some censorship problems. With the, with the blood they were going to show, like he was going to be all torn up. And they couldn't show that. So they kind of had to mute it back and tone it down, right? Um, it's very EC Comics. It's, that's really, that's what that is. If, if, if this was in an, in an issue of Vault of Horror or Haunt of Fear or Tales from the Crypt, that's what this feels like. Yeah. And that's probably where, that's why the Robert, the Robert Block part comes in. So Robert Block wrote a lot of short stories and he had collections of short stories that he published. Um, some of which were pretty good and some of which were, yeah. Um, and this is probably one of those short stories. This, this has a lot of his feel on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but. And then again, and then he gets, uh, the, the, the tagline, the, the last line of this thing is the, the mother doesn't, doesn't realize that the son is, uh, has been has been killed. Killed, yeah. Right. So she calls up. She goes. Uh, she says. Um, the lesson. Mom says, Ronnie, what's the matter? Cat got your tongue? Yeah. And yeah. that's exactly what. That's how the uh, the cat. You know, is, they show. But don't they do show the cat? It's been uh, cut way back. Yeah, way back. But he's got his face there, and the yeah. cat's right on his. Right. Is grabbing his tongue. But I'm saying, but what they had originally had to be yeah. cut way back. See, if that was a movie. Oh no, a movie! Yeah, 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 but this is on channel. This is on ABC in 1981 on Christmas night. So, uh, yeah, folks. So this is again. You can kind of start seeing the dark room. The the problem with anytime you're doing episodic television and you're doing segments to create episodes of television, it's what really hurt. And I okay, I love um, um, Night Gallery. I think Night Galleries are great. But there are some night galleries which are really good, and some night galleries are like, eh. But the difference is, like a Twilight Zone episode, even the poor Twilight Zone episodes aren't horrific. They're not like, ugh, this is horrible. Yeah. They usually have something to come and redeem them back. The hour longs get a little out there because they're kind of a waste of time most of the time. But with the night galleries, there's some of those skits you're like, okay, I could see why this didn't become an episode. So, because you know, some of that stuff was Rod Serling and whatever, yeah. and, you know, and even. Um, um, Richard Matheson and you know what I kind of, uh, th- those things had become episodes they weren't they weren't some of them weren't big enough to become full episodes in the Twilight Zone and the Twilight Zone ended and then some of them were just kind of you know throw away little pieces this I have a this feels like very Robert Block kind of thing yeah. very like supernatural kind of stuff he would do because oh, his a lot of his stuff is always you know, everyone gets their comeuppance, you know, whatever. I mean, I mean, everyone knows Psycho, but like Robert Block wrote a lot of stuff that like you might not have realized was his stuff because it was yeah. a part of episode. Yeah, the one thing about episodic uh, shows like this and even even Night Gallery and, and uh, um, The Twilight Zone, there's just so many ways to portray mm-hmm. a, a horror or terror or right, whatever. Right. And so, you know, that over time, 
the the shows are going to wane and then they're going to be they're going to be cut off the TV. Well, but with yeah. this one, is that be, who knows if that episode, the one from episode three, had not caused so much controversy, would this show have continued? Again, yeah. It, again, I have no idea. Well, they would have finished it. I have no because idea. Because here's the problem. No, because here's the thing: is they would have finished it because they had. That's where that's where nightmares comes in, and and that's what we're going to talk about, right. folks. In 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 the coming year, uh, we're going to finish off the last two episodes of Night Gallery, and then we're going to Night Gallery, excuse me, of Dark Room, and then we're going to cover the movie Nightmare, which uh, Nightmares, which is literally the episodes that was the main. So the main stories they had, they had whatever little ones they were going to tack on. Those main stories were the, what became that movie. Right. And when you think about that, it's literally the rest of the season. Yeah. Now, the, the, think about this. I mean, Twilight Zone ran for six years. Uh, um, Night Gallery was on for three. three. Well, the, it was two. Season three, three well, yeah, took some of season one, one and two and recut them back in episodes. Yeah. yeah. But again, that's okay. But it was three seasons three on the seasons. air. Sure. Had, had the had had the season three episode of, of of Vietnam not been so controversial, could this show? Because remember, think about the writers. You had Robert Block. You had. Um, well, Sterling so was, was, well, was, was on gone. this, but yeah. But I mean, you had you had a bunch of writers that could have had vaults of stuff that had never been done yeah. to, to flesh this out. But again... The, okay, the problem was, though, want, is... It, it is what it is. Yeah, the problem is, is though, is that um, at this time, though, too, it depended on, like, what the... I mean, remember, Kolchak never, I mean, never even ran, basically, even a full season. No. They say it's a season. I and mean, I know that's the 70s, but still, like... It was just hard. People just weren't ready yet for this. The new Twilight Zones, which is later in the eighties, even those, like there were some really good episodes and some really poor episodes. And you're like, man, how is this so bad? Yeah. Amazing stories. I mean, the first episode of Amazing Stories with the train, which was Robert, which is uh, Spielberg, yeah. Yeah. and then uh, the one with the mummy are probably the most famous ones of all time. But those are mostly forgettable. Like that was the problem. Yeah. Was that. See, on TV, you had Dynasty, Knott's Landing, you had Dallas. Like, those were major hits because they were soap operas for adults at night. These, you had to go hunt these things down. Yeah. See, people forget well. that. They're like, well, what about Monsters? 1990s. What about, and then, like, Freddy's Nightmares, late 80s into the 90s. What about Friday the 13th, the series? And the thing is, people remember those with rose-colored glasses. Freddy's Nightmares was not very good. Yeah. Right? I mean, I liked them. But then again, I like this kind of stuff. The Friday the 13th, the series, has nothing to do with Jason Voorhees. It's people with, like, going to find... It's it's basically like The Conjuring, but back then, with way less of uh, money and worse special effects. Yeah, and you so. know, we were talking about amazing stories. Because it was Spielberg, the... Uh, the quality of the of the shows were was way up there. I mean, the it was the problem is the stories were just forgettable. Yeah, again, like you said, there was the one about the the bomber plane, where the the, the uh, yes, the, and it the, grows the it grows the wheels. The wheels. Okay, so the first episode is the train, which is probably right. I mean, and then they they hype that thing, and it's a very good episode with with your ear to the track and the whole right. idea, right? And the one where the guy's dressed like the mummy, just mummy daddy. Yeah, that's very funny. Right, kind of thing, because you're like, well, hang them. No one likes a hanging. Like, it's weird. Yeah. But, like, and yes, there are very, but they're select episodes. Yeah. But again, but back then, even though the production values were way up there, and it was Spielberg who had, who was the executive, executive producer. producer, the ratings weren't high. And again, you could be, you could be John Eventually, Wayne. they weren't high. They were high in the very beginning. Oh, sure, and then, no. but the, because people were hyped to show, and then it went down. down. 
And the same thing with the new Twilight Zone. The new Twilight Zone, the one that, that like the Twilight Zone in the eighties. Yeah. Like the first episode was, was the was that the um, that's the one, nuclear war where the woman can stop time and she stops oh. time as there's so she has to live in a world that is frozen because she can see the missile in the sky going to start a nuclear war. It was like people were like wow, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be cutting edge. Going to be whatever. It's like. If they were like that, I mean, the shadow under the bed episodes mm. terrified the hell out of me as a kid. And I'm like, because this, your the shadow under your bed won't kill you, but anyone else's shadow will definitely will, right? Kind of thing. And it was like, or the giant spider on top of the mm. thing. Like they had some great ones, but notice I can't come up with probably more than three or four. Right. And there's like how many episodes of that show? Yeah. You know, it's like this. I look at this way: is when you sit down and you watch a series that ran for a very long time or over a course of season, there are always the, the hits and the misses. You need more hits, like the Twilight Zone had, and a lot less misses. The number of misses in Twilight Zone, like when they showed the like when they showed the Twilight Zone marathon, right, kind of thing. And we'll sit down and Kelly loves that. She goes, Oh, put it on, put it on. I'm like, she goes, and she's seen a lot of the Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. But there's always, you know, you, you know, you're waiting for Nightmare at 20,000 feet. You're waiting for, like, those are the classics. But even some of the lesser known ones are really good, right? Like, like you know, some people might have never seen The Invaders before. Kind of not not the TV show The Invaders, yeah, yeah. the episode The Invaders, right? And you watch that and you're like, okay, that's crazy. Like, I mean, I, again, if you've never seen it, the, the ending yeah. blows your mind, right? right? And you're like, okay. And as you watch these things... You know, like, like, uh, you know, they're they're well thought out. Even the ones that are like, okay, this one's kind of like, I don't want to say they were boring, but they're the ones kind of more played, well, the more one, childish. Right. The one, well, the, the one that that that, that that if you want to put in in a boring thing was the one about uh, Shakespeare, the uh, where the Shakespeare actually is 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 in the he's actually I guess talking. I don't remember how it was, but that one was. It was okay, but it wasn't really... But they were trying something. They were yeah. trying to be experimental and push things. Like, to literally have, uh, um, you know, the idea of Buster Keaton from in the silent era into the modern day. Yeah. Like, people are like, what? Like, yeah. but the, those kind of things work. And yet, you can name episode after episode after episode of Twilight Zone and describe them. People will know them. Yeah. It's much harder with certain things that just didn't catch on. It, it's, it's like... It, because it's got a an audience that's designed a certain way, it's hard sometimes to kind of cross yeah. into that. Twilight Zone was in a time when, like, the, the television that was out at that time, nothing was like that. No, like, you, nothing was you like you Twilight didn't have Zone. Cable. Oh, no, 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 no. But, but there was you, nothing like the Twilight Zone on TV. No. Like, you, even Outer Limits I don't, and I, Outer, was not up to the same level. Because right. Outer Limits, first of all, were an hour apiece. Yeah. So. Some of those get a no. There's some great outer limits, but some of them get long, mm. and well, you're like, man, this would be see, a good half hour one, episode. Well, the one thing about outer limits is that in most of them, they had some creature. Oh, always, yeah. always, always. Oh, so, yeah. But the one, the, the one outer limits that is absolutely the best is the one, and I, I don't remember all the names, but it was the the mask that that changed the face of the. Chinese or the Asian. Oh, okay. So basically, it was like the Manchurian Candidate, but it yes. wasn't called the Manchurian Candidate. Right. But that was the idea that it, it was, was. That was fabulous. Yeah, right. It's uh, Hundred Years of the Dragon. Hundred Years of the Dragon. Right? right. Well, I mean, the thing is, people remember in, in the twi in, uh, like Twilight Zone episodes, but a lot of people, if they remember anything about the Outer Limits, they remember the Zanti Mitzvits because the of the ant with a face. 
because it's the creature. But like there are episodes that are very good. And that's what happened when they, they brought back the Outer Limits later in the 90s, in late 90s. And they tried to do the same thing. But people were like, yeah. but now it's on Showtime. So now there was nudity and there was right. kind of violence or whatever. Because you can't just have the same stuff we had already because people are like, I can see a bunch of naked, I wanna, you know, yeah. they want to see a half naked lady and some, you know, and someone, you know, say some cuss words. Yeah. But the problem is with The Outer Limits is since they each were longer, there's much more story going on. And if you didn't, if the story didn't catch you right away, it kind of became, ugh, you know, yeah, kind you of know, thing. You had a lot of, you had a lot of deep, you know, I'd say big name stars. Sure. Going on here. Um, you know, and we, as we go back, one of the, I'm going to relate this. One of the one of the Twilight Zones that I will never ever forget is the, is called the camera, where the the the, the these these um, they're grifters, drifters, right? No, no, the, no not they, drifters. They're, they're grifters. grifters. They're people making money, money off other people. They, they they get a hold of a camera and they they don't know how how much it's 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 worth or whatever, but they take a picture, and the picture then shows something that's happening two minutes later, and the the woman is now wearing a fur coat. And so the protagonist, he says, hmm, and he gets a thing, and then that's what they go to the racetrack. Where they take a picture of the... Of the yeah, tote board. Of the tote board, and they have all the winners. If, if, yeah, and because it happened. And so that is great. Yeah. My, my father was, uh, when we watched that, yeah. my father said, I wish I had that camera. Well, yeah. Right? Because he used to go to Aqueduct in Belmont, yeah. all the, you know, on Saturday, with, you know, taking the bus, because that was his, his out, right? right. But the the end of it is great because there's that when when they when the the I guess the other guy the third guy comes and they take a picture and he he they fall out the window that the the man well they the don't woman, know they, she's looking scared kid. why is she scared maybe because you killed it's it's her brother well, it's maybe because you killed her brother and, and they want to and then she goes huh there's three bodies there and then she trips and falls out. Like, like it's but it's the irony of the episode yeah. right and, and yes and, and so. That's an episode that's on now in regular rotation, but it right. wasn't one of the original, like, the ones people remember, you know, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet and whatever, like, the very famous episodes, um, you know, uh, Beauty's in the Eye of the Beholder, like, the, oh, those yeah. things have become iconic beyond what's there. It's like the way um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers, like, you literally, people can be like, you know, like, you're next. You're next. Like, oh, oh, I know what that is. Like, you know, but it's the same thing with like to serve man and things right. like that. They've become bigger than the show they were on. And the Twilight Zones, even if you have an episode that maybe not, maybe like, like, I've never seen this one. It was okay. Right. It might not be iconic, to, you know, kind of thing. It's, they, they were all well made and written and everything like that. And you did have, up and coming stars and TV stars and stuff like right. that, but like the Outer Limits pulled in some people who were some names to get them in there because that was considered to be. I don't want to say that that like they looked at it as a higher brow, but it was like this was we we're spending. You know, there was less of them, and yeah. like each one was you know kind of thing. So the whole thing is this: the dark room itself only wound up running uh, two more episodes. And that's the problem because the rest of them are in the movie Nightmares, and we talked that we're going to cover that in 2023. Um, when you look at the the Dark Room as a whole, it's not a bad little series, and we'll talk more about this in the next two episodes as we get there. It has its highs and its lows, and the problem is some of the lows you're like, 
Ugh. Yeah. But some of those lows occur because it's 1981. So you can't do 1950s, 60s kind of stuff. And it's not now where you can get away with swearing and nudity and this, that, and the other thing. Like, you had to, like, kind of skirt the line. And it's also 1981. So it's post-Halloween, uh, which scared an entire Nate, which scared everybody with zero blood. There's no blood in the whole movie, right? It's post-Text Chainsaw Massacre, which has very little blood. You're now getting into the, it's post, um, okay, so everyone thinks that, like, like Text Chainsaw Massacre is bloodbath. There's very little blood in the movie. Halloween, oh, it's a bloodbath. There's no blood in the entire movie because guess what they had? No money. You can't make a movie for $70,000. And, you know, you're literally right. yeah. picking up the leaves to carry to the next scene kind of thing, right? But then you look at a movie like, um, what do you call it, like, uh, um, Friday the 13th, which is made for $500,000. You're like, oh, $500,000. And it's on the screen because it's like, I mean, it's, the Savini effects are amazing. But then that movie went on to, you know, gross, you know, how many hundreds of millions, of, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. It's one of the greatest. It's outside of the Blair Witch Project. Um, Halloween and, and Friday the 13th are in the top five all-time independent movies made for grossing numbers over a percentage, right? But Friday the 13th shows you everything. Yeah. They show you everything. We've improved Friday the 13th on here. You've shown every. It's 81 now. It's the end of 81. So you already had Friday the 13th Part 2 came out. You know, kind of, you've already had these things. They've shown everything. We even talked about Friday the 13th Part 3 back in August. You, what? They're showing you this stuff. Like, they're putting it on the screen. Now, again, that's a movie theater. It's R, whatever. Right. But you're going there. And just even even when 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 the and when Kevin Bacon's laying in the in the, in the after mm-hmm. he slept with the woman, he put the, the the arrow through and it twists and the blood spurts because it popped off and Tasso had to blow as hard as he could mm-hmm. into the thing, which makes that great arterial spray. Um, like you can't show that on television, right? And so, and so, so, so now you come home. So the bar is set really yeah, high. So now you come so, home and on, on a Friday on a Friday night, night yeah. you put this on and okay. yeah, right, exactly. All right, folks, so that about wraps it up for this episode. Now, uh, I know we're getting close to the end of the year, and we've had, you know, some crazy stuff this year. Um, you know, obviously, we've gone through and hit a couple of dark rooms, and we had some scheduling issues, which is why certain episodes were moved around and stuff like that, and this was obviously moved around as well. Um, but we only have one episode left for 2022. Um, and to end 2022, we end every year. We try to find something that's a little out there. In the past, we've given you Iron Sky 2, you know, uh, um, Saturn, well, well, Derek Crabb and I did uh, Saturn 3, which featured, um, uh, who's that, Kirk Douglas, Douglas. the naked butt, and I know, kind of thing. It's like a lot of, there was was too much naked Kirk Douglas butt in that movie for me. Um, So Dad and I are going to watch a movie, which the highest class of movie. We're going back to 77 again. We're talking about Empire of the Ants, um, you know, with Joan Collins. So, uh, and for those of you who are like, oh, you just did a 77 movie with Incredible Melting Man. It is not the same as Incredible Melting Man. If you have never seen Empire of the Ants, go back and go watch it. It Empire of the Ants belongs in this. It is not them. Please do not think we're going to be covering them. It's in the same vein as Food of the Gods, yeah. right? Food of the Gods is a fun time. Empire of the Ants is is a fun ride. It's crazy. It's zany. It's whatever. It's ants and their desire to have people, you know, just bring them all the sugar they can get. Um, But we're going to cover that to close out the year. And then we're going to get into 2023. A lot of cool stuff planned for 2023. Looking forward to stuff. So, uh, and again, remember, last two episodes of Darkroom, if you haven't watched them yet, we're going to cover them next year in 2023. And we're also going to cover Nightmares. 
Go spend the time to get those last two episodes in. If you haven't seen them, make sure you watch them. And you should definitely watch Nightmares before we talk about it because we're going to, again, that's, those are definitely are coming up and those are things you can cut. Now, Nightmares has a really nice Blu-ray that came out yep. um, that I have. Uh, so you can watch that there. But that's, again, more down the line. Uh, I think we're good, Dad, right? Well, the only thing I'd like to say is we could really, we could, we would really appreciate a lot more feedback. Uh, so that every we, podcast in the world would love more feedback. Yes, and I mean, trust me, we, we, you know, we need more emails and and what have you because our views are our views, and we'd like to hear you know the other side of the coin. If you agree with us, great. If you don't, I we'd like to know about it because you can't. We can't sit here in a, in a vacuum and and say what our views are is the is the right one. So again, if you if you have the inkling to to email, uh, you know. Bots, bugs, and baits, please do so. Yeah. So, I mean, like we, like we do, folks, we, we, you know, we read all that stuff on there. Again, anything that is appropriate, um, you know, uh, oh, yeah. because we've had some where we had to edit yeah. out stuff that was grossly inappropriate, um, things that I didn't even feel comfortable reading when I was reading them. Anyway, uh, but, uh, yeah, so like I said, we have Empire Ants coming up. Um, you know, if... Uh, Again, if you if you looking back, even even stuff like when Luke and I covered RoboCop and stuff like that, if you have stuff even it doesn't matter, it doesn't have to be like just on the episode we just did. Right. Any stuff we'll gladly read. Um, especially if I'm you know, especially those of you who maybe um, remember Jack the Giant Killer only as a musical. Right. Uh, I'd love to hear that because that would be funny as heck. Anyway, all right, folks. So uh, that about does it for us. Uh, uh, you know, uh, for those of you who celebrate Christmas, have a very merry Christmas. Um, have a happy and safe holiday season. Um, as you know, we always tell you, be you know, be safe there out there. And you know, it's kind of time of year. Uh, I know um, end of year gets hard on some people. Uh, you know, and and it also gets tough on the fact that like you know you're trying to get things done. I know some people, you know, they're maybe trying to work to that vacation and work to whatever. Just take your time uh, and be careful with uh, how you are and, uh, you know, treat each other well. So, uh, like we say right here, keep those cards and letters coming and keep watching the skies. This is Tokyo, once a city of six million people. What has happened here was caused by a force which up until a few days ago was entirely beyond the scope of man's imagination. Tokyo, a smoldering memorial to the unknown, an unknown which at this very moment still prevails and could at any time lash out with its terrible destruction anywhere else in the world. Hi folks, Luke Giaconetti here. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Do you like giant monsters, or as they're called in Japan, Daikaiju? Monsters like Godzilla, Rodan, Gamera, King Ghidorah, or Mothra? Do you like more obscure monsters, such as Gappa or Yangari? Do you like giant heroes like Ultraman, or super robots like the Shogun Warriors? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I think you might like my podcast, Earth Destruction Directive. I'm a dedicated fan of all things Daikaiju, and I'd like to share that with all of you. Please check out Earth Destruction Directive at 2 True Freaks. Earth Destruction Directive, where we turn your Daikaiju dreams into city-smashing reality. This has been an episode of Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie Podcast. If you'd like to contact me, please email the show at bots.com. 
bugsbabes at gmail.com. If you'd like to find me online, I'm on Facebook under my name, Jason Jacknetti. I often contribute to the Two True Freaks Facebook group. You can visit my Facebook page, The Art of Horror Collective, and you can search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective. On Instagram, find me under my name, Jason Jacknetti, and search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective, as well as the new hashtag, Bots, Bugs, Babes Podcast. I'm the only one using them. I'm also on Twitter, at Jason Jacanetti, and you can visit my webpage at www.theartofhorrorcollective.wordpress.com. All movies, characters, stories, music, etc. are properties of their respective holders. This is a fan work, and any use of any property is purely for review, discussion, entertainment. So don't sue me. I ain't got anything anyway. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Will you stop?